Welcome to Breaking Bad News, Apron Food PR's podcast about food brands, recalls, withdrawals, alerts and issues, and the way they're treated in the press and on social media. Welcome to this edition of Breaking Bad News. I'm Jeff Hahn. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and co-conspirator, Jenny Gregorsik. Jenny, um, I would say great to see you, but... Well, I can't see you. I know, I know. Jeff, it's great to hear you, I should say. Uh, sorry we can't see you, but, you know, I think we should welcome our listeners to the first edition of the Shelter in Place COVID-19 Recall of the Month podcast, where we are all at home. Yeah, we are remote recalling of the month, which is odd, but doable. We're finding new ways, just like the rest of the world, of connecting and figuring out how to do these things in this upside down time. Yep, exactly. Well, it's been a while since we've been in the studio together. If I remember right, um, we were, you were traveling to a client. I was in an undisclosed location last time and um, (laughs) I still don't want to talk about it. (laughs) You still have not disclosed that location to me and that's (laughs) a-okay. Let's just say my ankle bracelet is uh, is itchy. <laughs> <laughs> but we we um, managed to get our last episode done uh, from a distance. We're doing the same thing here today, and we've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. You you've actually um, selected a new recall of the month based on some fascinating stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I will say, I think it's been all in all a pretty smooth adjustment to working from home you know, thanks in huge part to all the tech that enables us. I will say my pajamas are getting a lot of use. So that's, that's a new thing, but I don't mind it. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been, <laughs> it has been an adjustment. We're all pretty much a cloud-based agency. Uh, last year, we had done a number of things to move our software systems into the cloud. So we got Dropbox and Slack, we got Zoom. We've got a bunch of other stuff. So it's not been uh, challenging from a tech standpoint, um, but this pandemic has been a huge issue for the food industry, right? Oh gosh, yeah. It has been um, just a huge, huge issue for the food industry. And I, I wanna say first and foremost to all of our friends in the food industry who are out there and have been impacted by this crisis, especially our friends in the restaurant industry please know that we, we are with you through this. Yeah, we're thinking a lot about you and understanding the massive disruption on the institutional food side, that's restaurants, cafeterias, um, that part of the industry from a, a production distribution standpoint has really been blown to pieces. And it gives us um, a sincere appreciation for all of the ecosystem that goes into the food and food processing, food distribution system. Uh, And while I don't think anyone has gone untouched, certainly those areas of our, um, the food industry that we love so much have been severely affected and uh, we we are doing our best. We're ordering out every night, I think. So (laughs) trying to help, trying to do, uh, drive-throughs and and pickup orders as much as we can at home. Oh, thanks for doing that, Jeff. And you know, I think we're 
compared to other countries, we're still in the early days of this right now. So I think we're going to have to see um, how this is going to impact the food industry over the long term. Is it really going to change consumption patterns, for instance, as people are flocking to stores to find pantry staples like pasta, rice, shelf-stable foods? Um, is that the new normal or is it a blip on the radar? And I, I don't think that we we know that yet, but we do know to your point that in the short term, the most severe and acute impacts have been to restaurants and food service um, up to this point. And man, I'll say in Texas, we're already seeing restaurants getting really, really creative to avoid having to shut down altogether. Um, you know, restaurants that didn't offer to go before are scrambling to, to get up and running and offer curbside and delivery. Um, they're getting really creative by, you know, selling things that are hard to find, like household supplies, like toilet paper with your food order. So it's been, um, you know, I've got to give a lot of credit to the independent restaurants who are getting really creative through this challenging time. Yeah, very creative. And it reminds me, too, that um, you did an update to your food forecast, a COVID-19 food forecast, and not only in the restaurant space, but also you were projecting or kind of uh, thinking out there into the future that um, there might be a rewiring of customer behaviors, not just restaurants, but also in grocery, like, for example, curbside which you just talked about, may become a real thing where groceries are no longer retail locations, but become, I don't know, almost like warehouse locations where you just order your food, your groceries online, and you drive by and get them. And there's, it's a contactless world that we start living in, in food in all kinds of different places. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that, um, that new edition of the food forecast, because you know, we talked about, we did a special edition on the 2020 food forecast just a, gosh, a few weeks ago. Um, and it's interesting because the trends that we highlighted in there have just shifted so radically so quickly. You know, things that were coming on strong like CBD infused products and of course still seeing um, a surge in dairy alternatives and um you know, some of these more interesting food-based trends have just really gone out the window in this, this COVID era. And to your point, consumer um, purchase and decision-making of their food has shifted so radically overnight. Um, and I think the adoption of things like curbside and delivery that were in the works, we were already certainly seeing an uptick, and that is something we highlighted in the food forecast. Um, that adoption rate has gone from zero to 80 very, very quickly, um, and, and people who probably would not have adopted that technology for another five, 10 years are adopting it overnight to avoid going into the grocery store. So really interesting things happening. Um, you know, Not only are people not going into the grocery store, um, which, by the way, presents a big challenge for brands because um, if yeah. you are a product, how do consumers discover you if they aren't meandering through the grocery store and see you on an end cap or see you sampling in store? Um, how do they discover you online? So interesting uh, new challenges for, for brands, but um, not only are we seeing the way people get their groceries 
change, but also what they're buying. And I mentioned, you know, a lot of shelf stable products, um, things that freeze easily like ground beef, um, you know, it's really kind of a return to like 1950s era um, type of, of cooking, you know, canned cream of mushroom soup and things like that, that um, we wouldn't necessarily have, um, you know, have been big sellers six months ago. So pretty, pretty interesting. And then I think, you know, the other thing we highlighted in that was um, food safety, especially when it comes to restaurants as they are, as they are closed, um, you know, so many restaurants are doing deep cleaning. So it's actually probably a great time to eat at restaurants. Um, but how do you communicate that to consumers who are, you know, nervous about going through a drive-through and being, being exposed? So there's a lot of communication challenges right now too. It's going to take some time to um, understand the, how things stabilize. One good effect though that I have seen is the uh, repackaging of alcohol to go which I'm a big fan of. Oh, me too. And I don't know where else they're doing this beyond Texas, but uh, man, if there's a silver lining out of all this, it's now that restaurants in Texas can sell alcohol to go. What a time to be alive, right? Um, but you know, I think it's, it's just been- for, Just from a safety sake, right? We're, we're not supposed to consume it in the drive-through. That's right, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, roadies are still not legal in Texas. <laughs> but you know, I think it's been it's been interesting for us to see because when this ruling first passed by TABC, the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission, um, all these restaurants were actually selling like frozen margaritas and pre-made cocktails and things like that. And that's actually not what the law is. The booze has to be in an unopened container. So it's been interesting to see these restaurants figure that out and go, uh-oh, uh, you know, so now we're seeing a lot more cocktail kits instead that have been really popular where you can mix your own cocktail at home. Yeah, we brought home a mix your own cocktail kit from a Mexican restaurant not too long ago, and it had a tiny little bottle of tequila packaged with it. Very clever, very, very interesting and creative pivot there for that place. And uh, it was quite welcomed by the family when we got home. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. But you know, I think the good thing is, is that TABC hasn't been enforcing any penalties against restaurants because goodness gracious, that's the last thing any restaurants need right now is to have to deal with, um, to deal with TABC. But anyhow, I somehow got us off topic. I'm really good, really good at doing that. Um, but I think we're really here to talk about recall of the month, right? Recall of the month, yes, we are in remote recall of the month land here. And as always, I ask you early on, why don't you tell us what it is? Well, let's see. I did actually give you a clue about this month's recall. You probably mm. didn't pick up on it, but remember, no, didn't, didn't get it? Okay, well, remember when I said that's the last thing that restaurants need? when I was talking about um, TABC penalties. Yep. Well, in this month's recall, I can imagine the brand on the receiving end of this recall saying, oh man, that is the last thing that we need. <laughs> ah, and so as usual, you're not going to reveal your recall. Instead, you're posing a quiz, uh, trying to get me to guess. All right, I'm gonna think about this idea of, that's the last thing we need. 
and I'm going to take it into the break. Maybe I'll have a guess when we get back. Sounds good. Let's take a break and more to come when we get back. This episode of Breaking Bad News is sponsored by no one because no brands want to be associated with this topic. And can you blame them? The team from Apron Food PR, however, is proud to step into the vacuum. You can learn more about Apron Food PR's brand protection and promotion work by visiting apronfoodpr.com. Welcome back to the second half of our Recall of the Month featuring March 2020 Recall. And Jenny has set us up with an unusual question. It was, imagine a brand that says, that's the last thing we need in the midst of all of the COVID-19 action and situation that we're living in. Well, just as a quick reminder before we get back to Jenny's clue, on Recall of Month, we'd like to dive deep into how news media treats a particular recall. And we look for patterns to figure out why a certain recall got a lot of attention, or in some cases, uh, escaped attention. Jenny's gonna tell us about the brand that she has found to associate with this clue that she's given us. That's the last thing that we need. Jenny, I, my guess was it, it's a product, it's a food product associated with COVID-19. Um, because that would be the last thing I would need is COVID-19. Hmm. That's a really interesting guess, Jeff. But the good news is that we know that COVID-19 is not foodborne at all um, and isn't passed through food. So there actually can't be any food recalls associated with COVID. But that is a really, really good guess. Um, so the clue here was, that's the last thing we need right now. And I think it's fair to say it's a tough time right now for anybody to have a recall. Like you said, Jeff, I don't think anyone has gone untouched by this pandemic, whether it's personally or professionally. Uh, but this recall is just one of those that you can't, you can't make up. So here we go. Drum roll, please. The recall of the month for March 2020 is actually on healthy choice chicken products because consumers reported finding rocks in their food. Wow. Rocks. Okay. Uh, we're not talking about diamonds. It wasn't a special promotion. <laughs> it was just rocks. Hey, diamonds though. That's a, that'd be a great little um, follow-up PR promotion for them to do that yeah. <laughs> you might find different kind of rocks in your food. <laughs> That's right. We could help them turn this into something uh, that might actually work in their benefit. Yes. It would be a new turn on Captain Crunch, I think, or something like yes, that. Yes, ConAgra people, call us, call us. We've got it. <laughs> but, but this thing of rocks is crazy. And uh, that, to me, is very newsworthy. How did it happen? How did we get to rocks in Healthy Choice chicken products? Pretty weird, right? Well, we've talked about foreign matter contamination quite a bit on this show. It happens a lot. And this recall falls squarely into that category. You know, in a uh, statement from a rep with ConAgra um, and Healthy Choice, they sent this over to USA Today. They said they voluntarily recalled the product due to potential presence of small rocks that likely remained from harvesting ingredients contained in the product. Oh, okay. Harvesting um, ingredients. 
So it's organic material that got introduced into the processing system through the harvesting uh, end of it. I mean, all the way from the field. It's not sabotage or it's not um, the ig uh, people ignoring workplace safety or even uh, just doing dumb stuff. It uh, sounds like it came right out of the field, huh? Yeah, and I think, you know, that's, that's good news that it's not sabotage or something like that. Um, the bad news is, is my goodness, how in the world did their, you know, QA and um, food safety measures allow that to happen? But, you know, I think it is, it is a positive thing that it was organic material that came from, from harvest. And I think hopefully for both Healthy Choice and Conagra, that consumers, you know, took the time to read past this headline of rocks in their food to understand that. Um, but I will say the headlines here did not work in their favor. Um, USA Today, where they released that statement that I read a little bit earlier, um, the headline for that story was this, ConAgra recalls 131,000 pounds of healthy choice chicken bowls that might contain rocks. Uh, yikes. Uh, and you said something else that's uh, we ought to pay attention to. That was a USA Today headline. Right. So syndication there. Right. We've talked about that syndication effect. Only a few publications actually syndicate content to thousands of publications and media outlets. And so you get a USA Today, they, they have that ripple effect through the rest of the media. They got 131,000 pounds of rocks in my chicken bowl. And if I'm reading that headline and I'm looking in my freezer, I'm saying to myself, oh geez, I don't wanna to have to go back to the store, but now I gotta put this on my uh, curbside list again for, to try again. Or this is one of those moments where brand switch can take place because it's, it's such an interesting and surprising contamination that it might give you pause and say, well, I sort of like that product idea, but I'm not buying that brand. You're absolutely right. And I think, you know, the frozen food category in general has its, has its own battles to fight already. They're already seen as a backup option. Um, in fact, I read a study recently um, that the American Frozen Food Institute put out um, along with the Food Marketing Institute last year that said, Eight in 10 shoppers use frozen foods only as a backup solution when they're out of time and need something quick. So it's already not a consumer's first go-to choice. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and I'm thinking about the way that I, my own consumption habits, uh, I think I'm numbers nine and 10 of that survey. I'm always out of time. I always need something quick. Same here, same here. But you know, I think there's good news. Um, also for the frozen food industry, you know, brands like Healthy Choice have been doing a lot the last few years to change consumer perception of, you know, um, previous barriers that they had like freshness and quality. Um, and there's some indications that's working. Um, you know, I think people used to really view frozen foods as, you know, just sodium bombs and terrible for you, um, you know, um, 
you know, not fresh, not high quality food. But according to that same report that I referenced earlier from FMI and the American Frozen Food Institute, um, sales in this category actually grew uh, by 2.6% in 2018 and 99.4% of shoppers uh, reported buying some kind of frozen food last year. So while it may not be their first choice, people are buying more of it and most everyone is buying some kind of frozen food. Is there, uh, Jenny, is there a migration to some extent um, of these frozen food products into convenience food uh, products of the same nature? Like, you know, at the stores here, there's entire sections now devoted to grab and go dinners you can prepare on your own. Do you see a migration from the, the freezer aisle into these grab and go sections in the, under the same brand names? Oh, sure. I think, um, you know, many, many brands are trying to get into the prepared foods category because the perimeter of the store is where the, where the money is and where the, where the growth is for sure. Yeah, interesting. So some of the growth that you referenced in the study, um, it was really focused on frozen food specifically, but brands are pretty nimble in that respect. They can move themselves into other places inside the grocery store. Uh, so that's good news for them. Oh, sure. Absolutely. There's a lot of examples out there of traditional CPG brands that have pivoted into some kind of um, fresh food um, fresh food brand, uh, whether it's through a new product line or an acquisition to get themselves into the perimeter of the store. Campbell's is a great example of, of doing that. Um, but, you know, I think going back to the the frozen food piece of it, I think the behavior change that we're seeing there is really um, a lot of consumer education. Um, again, to your point about convenient options and being on the go, that's what people are looking for. But health is obviously a big piece of it too. And I mentioned so many people think about frozen foods as being sodium bombs. Um, I think one thing that I've seen too over the last few years is that um, brands are trying to help people understand that if you can, for example, flash freeze a fruit or a vegetable, it's actually more fresh than having that product um, you know, that you buy in the produce section because it just sits there as it moves through the supply chain um, and rots essentially, you know, it ages as it goes through that. Um, and you know, that takes days or weeks after it's harvested for it to get to you. Whereas if you're flash freezing the day something is harvested, when you actually eat it, it's much fresher than if you bought it from the produce section. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, as we, as we think about what healthy choice has gone through here, some of those variables you just talked about may have given them a buffer in how the news was cast on them about this rocks invasion, um, how they do on the media front. Oh man, I wish I, I wish I could say that some of that education worked in their favor on this one, but I think you can imagine with a headline like USA Today's that said, ConAgra recalls 131 pounds of healthy choice chicken bowls that might contain rocks. That's a pretty jarring headline. So this one generated a lot of media coverage, probably not as much as it could have, um, given that news media are covering COVID almost exclusively right now. Um, but we did see 360 online and 280 broadcast stories. So that's a lot in comparison to what we've seen with 
with some of our other recall of the month um, brands. So, you know, I can imagine the folks at Conagra and their response saying, golly, this is the last thing that we need. <laughs> but on the other hand, consumers are really distracted right now. Media is really distracted right now with all things COVID. So, hey, maybe now is actually the best time to have a recall. Well, I didn't think we'd ever be saying that. Hey, today's a good day to have a recall. Um, but um, you're right. The COVID-19 has basically suffocated the news coverage for, mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, completely saturated the uh, national and generally the business news. I think in trade press, you're still able to crack through some, but it's um, all encompassing almost the same very similar, in my opinion, to post 9-11. Right after 9-11, it was, uh, uh, there were no other stories to be had. So interesting challenge in that respect, as ConAgra responds to the, this and tries to rebuild a little bit of trust in the, in the Healthy Choice food brand. Well, I get it now, Jenny. I get why you gave us that clue. It's the last thing they needed. And I can see it both ways. I think it was a good pick. And and by the way, I the, the update on frozen food, that's uh, that was pretty interesting too. There's so many benefits for listening to Recall of the Month. It's hard. It's hard to count them all. <laughs> it's true, Jeff. That is true. <laughs> well, I think that's all we have for today. I hope all of our listeners out there are staying safe and healthy. And if there's anything we can do for you, just let us know. Until then. Jenny, thank you very much. Great pick, and I'll, I'll see you soon, uh, but I'll hear you sooner, I'm sure. Yep, that sounds good. And hey, to our friends out at Healthy Choice, if you want to have the Diamond campaign, you just call us. We're here. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jeff. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Breaking Bad News. Subscribe and learn more at apronfoodpr.com. And if you like what you've heard, rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. It really helps.